This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. There are legends around here. He died mighty fucking king of the zombies. Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> Forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah. Joined tonight by Mark and Sean. How are you guys doing this weekend? Pretty good, man. Hanging in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I fucking hear you on that, dude. It's been a long week. I mean, just uh, because I had like five days off of work last week and going back to work after five days off, after not having really any time off for like six months is really, really tough. That's the worst part of vacations, man. Right. (laughs) Having to go back. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Ted, unfortunately, was not able to join us tonight. He was having a little bit of technical issues. Um, Hopefully, we'll have him back here this next week. But we do have a special guest uh, with us tonight from the Silver Screen Scream show, uh, Chris Kirby. How are you doing today, sir? Hello. I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty doing good. Great, man. Well, I'm very happy to have you on the show tonight. Um, I know, uh, what was it, last week or the week before I was on your guys' show, which was a lot of fun. So this is a great opportunity for to have you on and, you know, kind of help promote your show as well. Uh, and just honestly, just kind of cross-promotion and just kind of working together. Collaboration uh, is always fun within the network. So definitely happy to have you aboard tonight. Hell yeah, man. I was really looking forward to it. I do. I love your guys' show and, uh, you know, it's always, it's going to, it's going to be some good fun. I definitely agree. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, for, uh, those of you that are joining us uh, tonight, uh, didn't listen last week tonight, we're going to be talking about fan theories in horror movies. So kind of take a look at some things that, you know, fans have conjured up over the years with, with different things. And some of them are kind of more outlandish. Some of them could be more plausible, more believable. So we're going to kind of just take a general look at, at some of those and just kind of discuss amongst us about what we think of these different theories. But before we get into all that, what have you guys been up to this week? Well, <clears throat> I signed up for Comixology on the 30-day free pass, man. Nice. We got so much stuff there. It's freaking great. Yeah. I only started a couple things now because, like, at first I was like clicking on everything. I was like, fuck, what am I doing? Like, there's no way I can read all this stuff. But I started back where I left off on Walking Dead and started mm-hmm. from reading um, From Hell. So nice. I got a bunch of stuff in there, man. They they have a lot of spawn on there. It's crazy. Yeah. I put a, I got Attack on, um, Attack on Titan. And, nice. They didn't have any of the tales from the crypt, but they had like some stories they took out of different issues and put it into one issue, and they had that on there because I got the unlimited or whatever. Nice. <clears throat> nice, it's pretty cool, man. Other than that, man, I just been, I watched the new Castle Freak. Yeah, um, I definitely <laughs> like the original a lot more. Yeah, 
<laughs> this, like, I wanted to just only give it a two, but I'm gonna give it a three because they really went cool with the Lovecraft theme, which okay. is based off of a Lovecraft story. Anyways, I don't know if y'all knew. That. Yeah, yeah. So that part I liked. It's just I don't know. It wasn't the. I mean, it's. I'm pretty sure Full Moon had an attachment to it, and it's definitely Full Moon, but it's not one of their best. It's good, but it's not good. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> it's just kind of in that weird Two area. Or three, man. It's, it's something. <laughs> okay. And I watched some student bodies to just get in a laughing mood. So. Nice. All right. Very cool. Man, I've been uh, just playing games, watching shows. We started watching like some of the competition reality shows we started watching uh, ink master and that's a lot of fun i'm i really like tattoo art and things like that and there's a new one on netflix is glass blowing it's like blown away or something i mean that shit is cool yeah the, the yeah. things that they can do with that is so freaking awesome um it's like I, a major art form not to cut you off man but that no it really hard. is and it looks physically fucking hard yeah it's hot work it's heavy work it's tedious but what they come out with on that show is really cool nice um i ended up putting um assassin's creed valhalla on the table for a while i was starting to get fatigued from it that game is so fucking long man (laughs) amen i was feeling the same thing from red dead but red dead's shorter than that game at least i was able to finish it without (laughs) taking a break (laughs) it took me six months to beat red dead and after seeing how long valhalla was i was like nope not even gonna try it like and i'm a huge assassin's creed fan but 80 hours long i just don't want to commit that much time Right. Dude, I'm I'm over 80 hours into it, and I'm not even close to the end. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me sick to my stomach thinking about. It. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, I decided to start chipping it away at some of the other games I got on my backlog because Game Pass has a lot of great games. I uh, started playing Code Vein, and man, this game is really fun. Okay, it's like uh. A Dark Souls clone, but it's all in anime style, and it's about vampire-like people, but they call themselves revenants. It's it's really hard, but it's... After going from Assassin's Creed to this, I really, really, really appreciate a good linear game. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I I really understand why people love the long open world games, and they're fun and they're great. But not every game has to be this big, massive open world thing. Very true. I totally agree. Yeah, I was after I stopped playing Valhalla. I was like, I'd rather play Call of Duty, and right. I never say that. Like, I like Call of Duty, but it's not like something I would choose to play. But and then I played Resident Evil Zero. And I was like, God, I miss games like this where you can be in like no time. Like you could, I know people do like speed runs of that game, but I mean, three to 10 hours for a game is like the perfect ideal for me because if you can get like a concise story fit in there, I'll replay the shit out of that game, you know? Yeah. And yeah. games like that, usually after you get that, that short story, there's usually extra content like you can do like a new game plus where you can 
try to get a different ending or something. So if you want that long experience, you can still get it, but it's not forced on you. Yeah, for sure. Um, But that's pretty much been me all week, man. Just gearing up. We're going to start overtime next week. So mm. just trying to enjoy my time not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I can crank you. out them UV lights, man. Save the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good hmm let's see i i've been playing the new black ops it's been pretty fun mm-hmm. and uh doing a lot of reading i watched the gremlins i told you isaiah and yep. found some plot holes that spielberg wasn't thinking about i don't think <laughs> like i don't know if any of you all saw it, but I made a post on Facebook and I was like, how are these gremlins walking in the snow without multiplying? And I was just like, that <laughs> does not make sense. <laughs> I was freaking out about it, but it's, it's a fun movie. It's always a fun watch. Yeah, definitely. Pretty much it though. Dad life, you know, 24 seven and then working 24 <laughs> seven. Yep. So I'm sure my hair will turn gray in the next three years completely white and uh <laughs> i'm okay with that <laughs> i always tell everybody it represents my wisdom so. there you go yeah. <laughs> hey mine didn't start graying until this the end of this last year so i, I made it almost 37 years without a gray hair <laughs> i might have lost a lot of my hair you know yeah. between my teens and my <laughs> early 30s but I didn't i'm gray. 24 and my wife She'll sit there and point out and be like, you got a gray hair. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's because you're stressing me the hell out. <laughs> you want me to have a full head of hair that's gray? <laughs> so oh. Of course, she was like, calling me stupid and everything. Get over it. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, so I haven't been up to much. Kind of like last week, I haven't really been watching a whole lot of anything. Uh, well, that's not 100% true because, uh, like, last week I, I had mentioned that I had introduced my girlfriend to uh, uh, Scream. Uh, but this week it's been a lot of, like, re-watching Schitt's Creek. I've been kind of just on a comedy kick lately. So it's been quite a bit of Schitt's Creek. Uh, I did start watching WandaVision as well yesterday, which has uh, been interesting. Not I didn't an- want to watch it. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, though. It's it's interesting because I I kind of I've I kind of dig with what what they're doing with it right now. It's it's just different, and I I don't want to say anything to spoil it for those that haven't seen it. I think it's definitely worth checking out just kind of with kind of how they're doing it. It's it's kind of a weird show, but not in a bad way. I don't think um, it's it's just different. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, beyond that. Uh, didn't really play any any Among Us this last week. Um, I nobody's been really playing this week. So, but uh, I did restart start playing uh, Red Dead Online again. So I've been I played last night with Brian from Dead in Santa Carla and one of his buddies. So we played that until almost two in the morning. <laughs> even though I had to fucking work this morning, so <laughs> that was great having to go to bed at two a.m. and get up at like seven thirty. <laughs> I was fucking tired. Um, beyond that, though, I started uh, using my Game Pass on my PC, seeing as I haven't done that yet, even though I paid a dollar for three months, like a month and a half ago for it. 
Uh, I started playing uh, Forza Horizon 4, which I've, I've never been into racing games, but that game's fucking beautiful. Like Dude, that game is awesome. Oh, my God. I mean, being able to, number one, play it on ultra settings on my fucking computer, because I finally have a computer that can do that, that game is so beautiful. And, like, the driving is so good in that game, and I love the, the rewind capabilities. I think that's kind of a great little feature of it. But I, I, I like that it's basically an open-world game that you can just kind of go drive around if you want or just go do races. I mean, it's it's very, very well done, and I, I'm I'm totally enjoying that. kind of took a break from Doom Eternal because I was playing that a little bit through Game Pass. But, uh, yeah, so Forza was has been a lot of fun the, the last uh, few days that I've been playing it. So very, very, very good. Uh but yeah, beyond that, there hasn't been a whole lot going on. Um, I had like a five-day vacation, but that was kind of spent not doing really much of anything, just kind of trying to recoup and like just <laughs> re-energize from working in the last six months with really not much of a break. So, But other than that, uh, not a whole lot going on in life, So, which isn't a bad thing because, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd rather not be busy right now and just kind of be lazy and lounge around a little bit when I can. So, but yeah, it's always good to do that. Yeah, definitely. It's the winter time, man. You got to hibernate some. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you ever just get, get stuck in a rut and get tired of not having anything to do, just, just be glad that you're not trying to sell a house anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I never. Uh, well, I, I don't want to say I never want to go through that again, but uh, kind of the circumstances I don't ever want to go through again. But um, yeah, that was a big fucking stress in my life last year. Uh, I don't want to go through again at any t- point soon. So, but someday it would be nice to own again. But we'll cross that bridge when that, whenever that comes up. I did start doing my taxes today, and kind of a more of adult note. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I finally got my tax forms in, and usually, because obviously I was married before, I would always have to wait for my ex's uh, tax stuff to come in. So that usually didn't. She didn't get that shit until like mid February, <laughs> and so I would always have to wait and then do our taxes together, which I hated because I hate doing taxes as it is. But then having to do it for two people just made it suck even more. But it's so nice that all my stuff's in right now. I started doing my taxes. It looks like knock on wood that I'm getting back a refund, so it doesn't look like I'm going to have to pay in this year. So that that was the biggest thing I was worried about, especially with going through the divorce and everything, is what the fuck is my <laughs> taxes going to look like this this year? So, um, so that was a little. Word, was the that? words tax return just makes me super happy. Like I yeah. cannot wait. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just hope to God it's a good tax return this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've still got a few things I got to tweak on it, but it looks like I'm getting a halfway decent tax return. So, at least that's what it looks like right now. I mean, still remains to be seen until everything's said and done. But hell yeah, we'll see. But so that's all that's been going on with me this week. So, but before we get into our discussion about uh, kind of fan theories here, there's just a little bit of news uh, about some things that have well news and rumors and and whatnot. So Robert Rodriguez actually uh, went on record saying this week that uh, From Dust to Dawn is actually getting a animated series to kind of 
coincide with their uh, television series that went for three seasons. Um, that's supposed to be kind of exploring the world of the Aztec vampires that they had in 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 the the television series itself. So it's it's interesting that they're doing it that way um, instead of even continuing the you know the live action series that they had. Um, it, it could be well done, and especially with kind of how everything is going right now with where we're at with uh, COVID and all the pandemic bullshit and everything. So it could be a, an interesting way for them to kind of continue the story and even grow on the story um, with the television series and kind of the mythos and, and everything uh, that coincide with that. So I, I think it could be well done if, if they do it right and if they get the right uh, voice acting cast involved and uh, kind of that. It, it's got all the right uh, things to make this work well if, if it's done right. Yeah, I think that's the right direction to go, actually. Yeah. Gives them more opportunity to go anywhere with it, anywhere they want, Mm -hmm. instead of being constrained by the limits of reality. Exactly. I don't know. I wasn't big on the show. I mean, it wasn't that the show was bad. It just was an exact copy of the movie. So I didn't continue on watching that one. But now that it's animated, maybe, I don't know. Sometimes I dig the animated stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because the animated stuff can be done really, really well if it's done right. I so. feel like if they went the route like uh, Castlevania did, I feel like that would be a really fun mm-hmm. way to watch it. Castlevania's yeah. animations and everything was beautiful. Yeah. I would That's agree. exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking it's going to come down to the writing and how they do the art style and the animation. And I was thinking Castlevania, as they nailed vampires in a cartoon setting. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, one hundred percent. So, uh, more information to come on that because that's just what uh, Robert Rodriguez has said in in like the last week. So, there's there's nothing concrete or distribution or anything like that. They haven't even started really working on it. It's just uh, that's where they're going with it as of right now. Um, kind of moving on from there. I know we've talked a lot about Spiral uh, from the Book of Saw on the show. Um, that is currently still set to come out May 21st, 2021, knock on wood, because a lot of the movies got pushed back yet again, like A Quiet Place and Ghostbusters. Those are all coming out towards the end of the year now, which is unfortunate. But as of right now, uh, Spiral is still set to come out in May of this year. They've started doing some marketing with it. Uh, actually, uh, the, the campaign, the campaign, the marketing campaign stopped in obviously in 2020 because it wasn't going to come out, um, last year with everything. Now empire, uh, released new images. Uh, they had one specifically of Chris rock at a, like a crime scene and whatnot. And, uh, the, the director, Darren Lynn Bosman, uh, the one thing that we kind of talked about uh, quite a few times is that how it seems like they're going with more of a look and feel of like, the movie seven with this. And he basically came out and said that they wanted to make this movie more like feel like seven than like any of the previous saw movies were. So they wanted to make it more of a psychological thriller, which I'm totally pumped for that. That's basically been confirmed that they're kind of going for more of that police, like uh, thriller uh, way of it, but it's still going to have all, obviously all the mythos and, and everything with, with the saw franchise in there. So, it's it's going to be an interesting take on it, and, and it makes me even more excited for this movie to come out. Yeah, that's what I was hoping it was. That's what it looked like in the trailer, so definitely looking forward to that. 
Yeah. Now, as, as long as they don't put it, <laughs> you know, uh, delay it. So, um, uh, you know, they all keep pushing Batman because it's obvious things are still going to be not mm-hmm. the same at the beginning of the year. So they're like, yep. fuck me. But you can't delay shit forever. You got to just start releasing shit at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, there's going to be a time where it's like, okay, are we going to keep holding on to this? Or, I mean, because. If they keep hold, if they keep delaying it, eventually people are just going to give up and lose interest in it. So yep. <laughs> there's got to be a line where they're like, okay, we can only hold it for so long, and eventually just cut our losses. And even then, they may not even lose that much. So yep. And that that's kind of the thing with it, because if you look at like some of the bigger blockbuster movies, say like the James Bond movie that's coming out. Uh, Quiet Place 2, where it has a bigger budget. Obviously, the new Ghostbusters movie, which was, uh, you know, a bigger budget movie. Those, I can see where they're going to push them out because they want to have that theater experience because that's where they're going to make most of their money. But with something like this, a new Saw movie, which didn't take much to really make, uh, probably cost-wise. Even, like, Halloween Kills, you know, really wouldn't didn't take much to to make that movie i don't foresee those ones being pushed off if if or you know uh, pushed back if if they do i would be surprised i'm hoping that they don't um and i don't foresee like halloween being pushed back or anything like that but like for spiral i I don't really foresee it being pushed back because they could easily release this on streaming and basically make back their money you know and even with the limited like theatrical releases like some of these movies have been doing during the pandemic where they've been still able to make, you know, some money off of them. So I could foresee them doing like a combination theater and uh, streaming release for this and be able to make, make money on it, you know? And uh, uh, it, that's honestly probably <laughs> have to be the way that some of these movies are going to have to go. Cause they're definitely not going to want to hold on to some of these movies that didn't take much to make. Cause like you were saying, people are going to lose interest at some point if it just keeps being pushed out. So, and I could see that happening with something like this. So you got to get it while it's still kind of fresh in, in people's minds. Agreed. But still remains to be seen what's going to happen with that. Cause I mean, we're still almost five months out from that movie is supposedly supposed to be being released. So a lot can happen in that amount of time. So I really hope this one, puts me back into that love for Saul because I did love, I loved the first one and I loved a couple of the other ones going after that, but they were starting to get stale for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping this one really sparks that love that I had for the older ones. And from what it looked like, it looked really interesting and intriguing. So yeah, hopefully fingers Definitely. crossed. I need it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, Two more pieces of uh, pieces of news here. So we've talked a little bit about the Day of the Dead series that Sci-Fi is um, putting out. So the showrunners of of that ten episode series uh, have come out and said that it's going to have ties to the original George Romero movie. So how it's going to have ties, who really knows? <laughs> but I mean, honestly, it's still kind of one of those things where, like, anything related to Day of the Dead beyond that mo- the original movie has been total shit. So I don't, I still don't really have high hopes for it. Especially, I, it's just, it just seems yeah. like cursed territory when anybody tries to do anything related to Day of the Dead. It just seems like anything it, related to George Romero stuff for for the most part, man, has all been kind of 
crappy. Yeah. Outside of him, what he did himself. <laughs> right. I think. How many Night of the Living Deads have they done? Oh my fucking gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I mean, it's if it's t- if it has ties to the original movie, and if they do it right, I could see where it could be good. But I just with how they've handled things, and I I just don't foresee it being good, honestly. And sci-fi is very hit and hit. Yeah, man. I can't get into that Z Nation. I tried to watch like one or two episodes. I was like, I don't know why people like this. One. Right. I don't know. It's it'll it'll be tough, but uh. Yeah, so who who knows? <laughs> I don't really know. Um, it, it, it'll be remain to be seen what what they do with it because uh, yeah, I just don't really have hope for it. <laughs> but um, maybe a little surprises. I mean, you know, they they obviously have the Chucky series with uh, Sci Fi and USA, so I've got high hopes for that. But uh, this, I don't know though. Um, yeah, but. It is what it is. Uh, now, the final thing that I had for for tonight isn't really news, but it's kind of uh, kind of makes you think of what they could possibly do. But uh, Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann actually uh, had talked about games that he would like to make um, if given the chance. And uh, the top ones that he had listed were The Punisher, so Marvel's The Punisher, uh, Half Life. So for Naughty Dog to be able to do a Half Life game, I think would be fucking amazing. And then the other one was uh, Ghost Rider. So two two Marvel uh, properties that are, were in the top three of, of ones he would like to do. And honestly, if if Naughty Dog could make, like, a Punisher game, I think that would be fucking badass. You know, just with the – obviously with the games that Naughty Dog has produced with, like, The Last of Us and even, like, Uncharted and whatnot. I mean, I, I think they could do an amazing job with something like that. I feel like they could definitely pull off the Punisher. Ghost Rider, I'm not – too sure on mm-hmm. but the punisher 100 percent. yeah that'd be awesome i don't see valve giving up half half life no they don't they don't like to give up their properties for anything no they don't <laughs> they won't they don't they never want to do anything with them but yeah they they never will give up anything for somebody else to do anything with it well, they are making another Half-Life game, and they just came out with Half-Life Alex, so mm. they are doing stuff with it, but it's been so long. Almost 20 years. <laughs> yeah, they're they're now they're having to appease to like a whole new generation of gamers. Yep. Here's the real question, though. Is that new Half-Life going to have the number three at the end of it? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Valve don't like to do third installments. That's, I know. There's that's why we're getting back for blood and not Left 4 Dead 3. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> no, we are not doing Left 4 Dead 3. Get mm. that out of here. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my god, it's 2.5. <laughs> <laughs> Literally 2.5, 2.6, 3.1. Now you're talking about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Half-Life 2 Remix. <laughs> right? God. Oh, so good. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's like I said, it's it's not really news. It's just what he was talking about. He would love to be able to do if given the chance. So I, I think Naughty Dog would be able to do a wonderful job with any of those three properties if given the chance. Um, But definitely, like, The Punisher and or Half-Life uh, 
if if Naughty Dog could get their hands on that, it would be great. But that's just kind of a pipe dream and uh, something to think about. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's fun to think about that kind of stuff. Even you know, going back to thinking about what even like um, Guns' next game is, whether it's going to be like a new Halloween game or you know Texas Chainsaw, because both those. Um, have new movies coming out here over the next few years and you know it could be a good tie-in so i mean it's it's always fun to think about that kind of stuff and and what could be or what may be so but there's another one i hope on speculating on different horror properties being games i'm sorry what was that have you all done an episode on speculating different games um in the horror genre we've kind of talked about it a little bit and we had we haven't like devoted a whole episode to it really no god i'd like to be a part of that one (laughs) (laughs) i'm automatically volunteering as tribute okay we'll we'll, we'll keep that in mind that'll that that would actually be a good idea for for a future episode i was gonna say if gun media does anything man i just hope they kind of go with a different format instead of the format they've been using I'm kind of bored with it. But. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good if they change it up a little bit. I mean, it, we 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 know it's going to be a multiplayer horror IP. Yeah. So, um, if they can do things a little bit differently or add some new elements to it, just to freshen it up, so it doesn't feel like the same thing like Friday the Thirteenth. I, I I definitely agree. Uh, just to have something feel fresh, definitely. So, um, we'll see. I feel like what a lot of games in the horror genre are missing out on is I don't think they're adding enough modes to the game. So I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, a lot of them have that one V four aspect to it, but if they added some different game modes to it to keep it fresh, I feel like they, I feel like they'd be a lot better than what they've been in the past. Right. No, I, I agree. I think different game modes within there would be would, would be great. Um, you know, because like Friday, you basically had just that one game mode where it's you versus Jason versus seven counselors, and that's really it, and you just got to either survive or escape. But I like what like Predator Hunting Ground started doing where they added in like the, I think it was what, four against four, and then after so long, somebody becomes a predator. Um, that was something kind of different to kind of, change things up a little bit um yeah i didn't realize that yeah it's that was something newer within i think the last four or five months or something like that that they added that so it's it's still fairly new because they added kind of a kind of a new map i guess you could say um and then they added that in there so i mean it, it, it 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 the the gameplay looks cool from what they showed uh from what i've seen people play in that um, I just haven't gone back to, to play Predator in about yeah, in that amount of time. time for me, man. It's, need... it's all jungle maps, and that's what bothers me. It's like, give me something different. I'd like, you know, freaking the city for one. Give us a city map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to do more than hit square the whole time, too. <laughs> yeah. That's a big complaint of mine. <laughs> They need to add a game like Friday, but throw in a kart racer mode so you can be Jason <laughs> chucking machetes at Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> that 
They had that in Mortal Kombat Armageddon where they uh-huh. had like a Mario Kart style game <laughs> mode. Great. Yeah, and they had that bowling too. They're trying to do the Tekken thing. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm so down with that. <laughs> I demand that. Like, I will, <laughs> I will petition to have it canceled if it's not in the games. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. You like a it. media Michael Myers bowling. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, uh, good stuff. All right, are we ready to talk fan theories? Yep. Yes, sir. All right, this should be interesting. So we're going to talk fan th- theories tonight. Um, I thought we would kind of break it up uh, into two different sections, uh, more believable fan theories, and then like kind of out there weird fan theories that really don't make a whole lot of sense or don't foresee ever actually being the case. So to kind of start off here, why don't we uh, talk about some of the more believable fan theories that are out there and who would like to start? I'm looking at my list of fauna believable one first. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't know. Well, I'll start off with one. Go ahead. Yeah. So one that I found that could be kind of believable just uh, with how it's presented is uh event horizon and hellraiser taking place in the same universe yeah i agree with that because that's one i liked mm-hmm. and i didn't, never thought of and was like damn why didn't i ever think of that man because it's very similar to yeah because basically it's just both movies involve uh something opening up a portal to hell and obviously you got the chains and kind of the hooks nails kind of thing and even like at, at the end when um weir becomes the kind of demon or Cenobite at the end of the uh, Event Horizon movie, it, it kind of reflects how they like looked in like the, the comic book series. So there could be a lot of things uh, that could line up to make it believable that it does take place in the same universe. And, and kind of the theory is that you don't need necessarily the, the, the lament configuration to actually reach the Cenobites as long as you have something that can open that door to hell. Um, so that's kind of where that theory comes in. And I, I, I could totally believe something like that. They could definitely work that in and make it so both those movies take place in the same universe or have some kind of crossover or, or you know, something like that. So I, I could see where that could be more of a believable uh, fan theory out of a lot of the ones that I've seen because there's so many out there that are, like, batshit crazy. I already like Event Horizon, but I think that would have made it even better if Pinhead had popped out of the damn yeah, yeah. Same I'm like, oh shit, they really did go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, I got a believable one. I found is um from Cabin in the Woods that the Kurt Helmsworth character is part of the um facility or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's one I'd never thought of either, but saw and I was like, oh, that actually makes kind of sense, man. Even though he dies at the end, but, you know, they could have been playing him and using mm-hmm. him. There was different things that there. First of all, it's his cabin. He brings him out there, and, like, when they're grabbing the different items in the basement, he's, like, kind of leading them on, and he doesn't grab one himself. So Okay. That yeah, is an interesting one. Yeah. I, the, what throws me off from that, because I saw that, too, if he was part of it, I mean, I don't, unless they were using him, I don't see why he would have drove right into a damn wall. Yeah. True, true. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it's not perfect at all. I just, it did have a little bit of pull on me. I was like, yeah, kind of makes I mean, don't, I I, well, like, like the way you said, they could have just been 
pulling him along and not telling him all the details and he might not have known it was there. True. Possibly. Because, I mean, who's to say even the ones that are in that building aren't being used in their own way? They kind of played that angle in the Cube movies. I think it was the last one, which wasn't so great, but mm-hmm. everyone's kind of being used in their own little way and doesn't always know it. Yeah. I got another believable one here, man. The Mist. This is one I read. I never thought of this one either, but you know, the whole time there's that crazy lady. Well, I thought she was crazy in the shopping mart that starts preaching God and religion. And we got to sacrifice someone to appease these and get rid of them. And everybody, you know, she's nuts, crazy. Let's get away from her. Anyways, by the end of the movie, which I thought was one of the most fucked up endings when the guy takes the gun and kills everyone and kills his own fucking kid, Mm -hmm. which is what the lady suggested. As soon as that happens, the fog clears, the army shows up, and everything was kind of came to a conclusion. So, yeah, I think I it's see. irony, honestly, but right. I <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that one too, and I'm like, holy shit, that could totally yeah. fucking be, you know, a, a a good one and a totally believable one. It's because that that is most fucked up endings in any movie I've ever seen, and yeah, that that one works so well with with that theory um of possibly being true so i have one that this one's probably my favorite one that i've seen so far but it's uh the evil dead remake and it explains how the whole thing is all in mia's head that there's no demons or deadites in it it all results from her trying to come clean from the smack and mm-hmm. uh, it is really interesting. The person on Reddit that explains it, uh, they eventually said her brother finally breaks her out of her possession, which is a metaphor for breaking out of her dependency. She still has to fight that last demon, though. And they said that they see the last demon as that last little piece of dependency still left in her. And when she eliminates the demon, she's completely free. So it's really cool. I can totally see that where she is. Uh, addicted and her trying to come clean i can see that all being hallucinations and her literally just killing her friends (laughs) like it just sounds completely bonkers but it seems like it could actually happen and it's interesting to kind of piece that together what's funny about that is that's kind of what i actually took from that movie when i saw it it's one of the things that not that i hated that angle because that's a cool angle it just frustrated me because i was expecting something different for evil dead remake so yeah. i was disappointed that that was the angle but that's honestly kind of what i took from it is that's how they it was a big metaphor for fighting drug addiction so i thought yeah, that was kind of cool man i wasn't the only person that kind of got yeah took it yeah from. it was interesting because when i was in high school i was just interesting and seeing all the all the demons and all the blood and everything i never really stopped to think about it but it is an interesting take now it's different from normal evil dead like crazy different if you think of it that way but it is an interesting take oh definitely so kind of to pick it back off that a, a, a little bit uh, another one for um the evil dead franchise that i saw is uh Army of Darkness just takes place in Ash's mind just from him going crazy. 
So, um, cause they kind of, uh, put it up to, you know, that the amount of trauma that Ash went through in one single night is more than most people ever go through their entire life. So it's not hard to kind of believe that he just simply snapped at some point in there. And it just kind of just spiraled him into madness and kind of, uh, it kind of just started in evil dead too, but then carried over where just full blown army of darkness is just all inside of his head, just from him just going completely fucking batshit crazy. I like that because I thought it might actually. I want to rewatch it with that thought in my head, and I think because I'm one of those weird people that doesn't care for that one as much. But <laughs> what? Like, Maybe I'll like it more. Yeah, what if? Like, What's wrong? With me? What if Ash died in Evil Dead One, and his personal hell was to relive it again in Evil Dead Two, <laughs> and he found a way to break out of it in an Army of Darkness? He's in some kind of purgatory. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we're making oh, our own. Now we're theory. creating our own fan theories here. <laughs> I like it. I like it yeah, a lot. What if, he, what if he did die and like right before his brain stops functioning, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness is like the last things. His brain just like the more it dies, like the more crazy and <laughs> slapsticky it gets. <laughs> and then he just like after he gets to kiss that girl and as smart, he just he just dies. His brain stops. So what's Ash versus the Evil Dead? Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think it's heaven. That show's fucking great. I love that show. <laughs> it's so good. I like that. I like kind of like that theory. That's actually really interesting. <laughs> Man. We'll have to write that down and yeah. share it. Everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll hit, we have it on the show, so it, it'll be yeah. here for reference. So, oh, that's good. All right. Well, here's a, a more popular one: Did Muffin die or not in Friday Part Two? Ah, uh, well, I mean, y'all know this, but I'm a hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred and ten percent behind the fact that Muffin is fucking alive. And I even like to drive people even more insane and say Paul's alive too. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, my answer to this theory is, it's like a, a Schrodinger's cat kind of thing. It's both alive and dead because in the construction of these films, they didn't even think ahead enough to make Jason look the same. They sure as hell didn't think about this dog. They're like, <laughs> they were literally like, no one's gonna pay attention to that damn dog. Who cares? Right. All these years later, we're like, is the dog alive? <laughs> oh, God. Well, the no, argument the for... Fact that it's a dream sequence there, which right. I never, ever... Like, I mean, I'm just going by how I watched it until someone presented it to me that way. I never saw that as a dream. Mm-hmm. It was, People just assumed it was because the first film. One, yeah. 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 I don't know. I was kind of more in the belief that... Um, Muffin was alive in in a dream, uh, just because the way Jason looks in in that ending sequence definitely doesn't look like how he looked in part one, three or four. At least those ones kind of looked similar. Where part two, he was just kind of really fucking weird looking with the hair and everything. So I don't know. It, at least for the longest time, I always believed that that was m- more of a dream. Just kind of her imagination, kind of making him look that way, that kind of thing. So 
I don't know. I mean, Muffin could be alive or dead. Um, I would personally probably say probably dead and then showed up in the dream. But <laughs> that's just kind of how, how, how I've always kind of just thought of it. So, yeah. especially with Eventually, that. Ending. That's when I go to the writer of the movie where he said that was not intended to be a dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> so there. <no. laughs> Another fan theory I'd like to say for that, I'll go ahead and say myself is. Paul gets another group of teenagers and he sits there and goes, some say he's still out there with a dog. They're just (laughs) roaming the woods. Uh, Lives. That's good. good. I want that animated spinoff, the adventures of Jason and Muffin. (laughs) (laughs) We can do a crossover with the (laughs) Gremlins. This is uh, you got any believable ones, Mark? Before I say another one, um, I mean, it depends on what you consider believable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. All opinion, right? So. Right. Um the the one the one that comes the closest to me to be believable, and I don't believe it, is uh, Sam Loomis and Psycho being the same Sam <laughs> Loomis in Halloween. Okay. I was like, how did I never hear this one before? <laughs> I love both those movies, and I never even put the two together. <laughs> I think it's a tribute. But That's exactly yeah. what I thought. John Carpenter was just paying a tribute. And the daughter's in the movie he's making. So. Yeah. <laughs> All I can say to that is, like, Sam Loomis aged terribly. <laughs> in the next few years, like, what the hell happened? He's on Mr. GQ. <laughs> like, <laughs> Him going to grad school and everything must have put a toll on him. To get right? <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I had that one, but I had that under the m- less believable fan theories. That's the closest I got to being believable. <laughs> this is my last believable one is um the descent that um there were no creatures and Sarah committed those murders herself. And that that's okay. what the title of the movie is, is her descent into madness. I could see that, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, it's been a while since I've seen that one, but I could totally see yeah, that. Yeah, I'd have to watch the end to see if there's a hole in that, but I was like, I think that shit works, man. There's even a part like where she, when she first sees them and the other girl goes, oh, man, you're just seeing things. There's nothing down here, so. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I like that. I like that theory. So I, I did have two more um, uh, for probably more believable fan theories. So, and they all uh, are coming from John Carpenter's the thing. (laughs) So theory number one is that there were two aliens, Um, not like working together, but actually going against each other. And um, because obviously with the thing, it's kind of a masterclass in both suspense and horror. And it kind of keeps you guessing on who's secretly the ending or not the ending, but the, the alien up until the end. And um, the kind of the theory uh, stems from that. Um, obviously, they're not working together, like like I had said, and that um, one of them is actually McCready himself, and he actually um, has been infected like the whole time. And when he when they're doing the blood test to try to weed out who the the second alien is, according to this. Um, he's trying to find out who it is and, and, and whatnot. And so that's kind of the, uh, and by the end, both 
child and uh, McCready are both infected, basically, or, you know, both aliens. So that's kind of the, the first one. Um, the other one is that uh, at the end, child was, was the thing. And, I you know, that, that could go either way with, with that one, just because you don't know if one of them is the alien by the end or not. Um, and I, I like just how ambiguous that the ending was anyways. So it kind of leaves it open to one of them being it or not. But so there was just two theories for, for the thing that could possibly work if, if it were written differently, but, um, I do like the theory that, um, maybe Charles or McCready is at the end is possibly infected. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I, who's to say they're not, it's just left there sitting yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. So. Exactly. And that's what it would want. I mean, is to be out there so it can freeze up again mm-hmm. until the next thing. The two aliens thing is kind of hard for me. I mean, it is. at first when I first heard, it, I was like, this is fucking crazy. But when they said they were battling it, I was like, oh, possibly. But I, I don't know. I'm not feeling that one as much. Yeah, my thought with that one was, I mean, if you're going to go that far, why not say there's three aliens, there's four aliens. There's, <laughs> right. I mean, you're just grasping at straws at that point. I mean, the the beauty of that movie is there's really no wrong answer. Exactly. As to what you think or what someone else thinks. Yeah, he just, he made that movie smart, man. Carpenter. He really did. He really did. It blows my mind that it didn't get the love and respect it has now back then. Like, I cannot believe people were like, this movie is not good. Yeah, it's insane. My mom hated it. My mom, I mean, she was old school, you know, universal type, and she loved the original. So when that came, she was like, what is this grotesque thing? Like, this isn't my thing from another world. Like, Mm -hmm. I think maybe it was just. I think the younger generation was like, this is fucking awesome. But everybody else was like, holy shit, this is not the thing. <laughs> I don't know why, but it would I would have died laughing if you were like, yeah. And you should have been just a smart aleck and been like, that's because it's just the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing. <laughs> it's the thing, duh. I do have one more that's believable. And okay. It could be an Ash for, or Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, but I saw this and it seems interesting. But uh, it explains how Nightmare on Elm Street, Nancy was seen watching The Evil Dead and The Evil Dead 2. And then it had Freddy's bladed glove in the background of the cabin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were trying to connect those instead of the directors just having fun. And they were basically saying that the dream demons that gave Freddy his powers actually came from the same book that conjured the evil dead. And also the Necronomicon also gave Jason Voorhees his powers and Jason goes to hell. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to think like how the Necronomicon is the source of all evil is basically what it's trying to say here. I've never read those comics, so I don't know if it points that out in there, but it is really cool to think like, that book just creates everything evil in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think I mean, they do that in the comics, actually, they do kind of connect it that way. Yeah, did they? Wrong, but... God, I really want to read it, and I've been trying to look for it, but I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, you can find them on eBay, but I mean, they can your best bet is to find everything. them in a PDF. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have to do it. Because it's a cool concept. I'd love to look more into that. 
Yeah. Him, and they go off to a Nightmare Warriors. There's even a part where Tommy Jarvis comes back and teams up with some of the Dream Warriors and all kinds of stuff. Shit. <laughs> that sounds freaking awesome. Yeah, I was like, that's what they need to make the movies with and stop bullshitting with everything. Right. <laughs> I, heard, I heard there was talks into doing that and they just never went forward with it. There are so, so many scripts that were rejected. There's so many different ideas out there that were never made. Yeah, there was like 32 different scripts for Freddy vs. Jason, I think. Oh, I believe it. Uh, Yeah. If not more. I mean, they they were writing scripts for that left and right throughout the years. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how many different versions of that movie there were. And I refuse to believe that we got the best one. I for Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> I still like it. It's but, a yeah. great Nightmare on Elm Street movie. <laughs> I feel like they kept falling flat. Like they kept giving Jason this short end of the stick. Like I refuse to believe that they thought it was a good idea to make Jason afraid of water. It's like, no, nowhere yeah. in these Friday films. <laughs> That's where it shows the writer just he actually admitted never seeing Friday the 13th, I believe, didn't he? He, I don't know if he did or not. He was an action movie guy. Like, yeah. Was just, yeah, I hated that too. And that was actually on my list of theories of that, that are shit because a lot of people who are younger believe that he's afraid of water because that's <laughs> the first introduction to the character. Yeah. It's like, how many, have you all not seen him swim in water? <laughs> like, <laughs> How Jason lives? I mean, yeah, really. part seven, part eight. <sighs> so sad. <laughs> so sad. Well, um, you know, kind of going off, uh, if we're kind of done with the believable theories, uh, to kind of move on to kind of more out there fan theories, kind of go off of the whole like nec- Necronomicon and like uh, Freddy, Jason, and you know, Michael Myers universes all being. Or not Michael Myers, but uh, uh, Ash, uh, Evil Dead, uh, kind of all being in the same universe. There's also the fan theory that all horror movies are connected, and they kind of point to the Bride of Chucky opening scene with the evidence locker that has everything from Michael's mask to Freddy's glove, Jason's mask, Leatherface's chainsaw, and all that. So that's what they kind of use to kind of say that all horror movies are connected in, 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 in the same universe. Because that wasn't a joke in the movie. Because it wasn't well, a comedy. <laughs> I mean, well, and you I mean know Bride of Chucky is fact. All of it. <laughs> my my answer to that one is Ronnie Hugh does some weird shit, and he probably does believe that they're all connected. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I believe that more than the theory. <laughs> He thought he thinks Jason and Frankenstein is the same damn creature. I mean, come on now. He's in some corner. He's like, "Mm, they're they're all there. I see them. They're there. (laughs) I see them. They're on the shelf right next to each other. (laughs) Those are DVDs. (laughs) (laughs) And that one police police department was responsible for helping us. uh... How about that? Um, Freddie is Nancy's father. I, I got saw that one. Too. One. Are you I fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm glad we can agree on that. That doesn't. That just tears apart the entire narrative. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I couldn't believe that. 
So even though I believe her mom was kind of a hoochie, I just don't believe it. <laughs> I mean, we know she was a bad mom and she was an alcoholic, but there wasn't there wasn't really any evidence of her being a homewrecker or anything like Maybe that. Maybe that's why her dad left. <laughs> she was fucking petty. <laughs> Oh man! Well, yeah, it looked like her parents' relationship wasn't that great. So, like, maybe <laughs> that's why <laughs> they still have problems. So she just drinks the pain away. <laughs> I always took it as that she had post-traumatic stress from killing a man, <laughs> killing right? the man she loved, Mark. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> All right, now I see it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that one. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, that's just so far out there. I mean, granted, they kind of went that way with Freddy's dead with the main chicken there, you know, because that was Kruger's daughter. But, I mean, that's just, with Nancy, no. I mean, that's just that's just so far-fetched and so just wrong. I mean, <laughs> I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy, even though I'm your daddy. <laughs> I mean, that actually kind of fits the character. It kind of does, but I mean, that's just that's just so sick and twisted, though. I mean, no, I, 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 yeah, I just I can't give that one any thought. I mean, that's just no, no way, absolutely not. I think the fun, the funniest one I got is uh, Leatherface is actually a woman. <laughs> Okay, I gotta hear this one. So the the whole and it, it's it's really extremely misogynistic. So I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to piss anybody off because this is not my my the way I think. So the, the way I think <laughs> it, it's it was set in the the seventies and he's doing all the cooking and all the cleaning and he likes to wear uh women's faces and wear makeup and all this so that means he's a woman because he does all the womanly activities. He forgot his high pitched screaming on that. Exactly that too. <laughs> they listed that too. I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I just thought he loved his mother a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I just don't know. I've watched that movie so many times and I'm just sitting there curious and it's like, you'll never actually know why, but you know, he's into what he's into. I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. He's locked in the head. I think is the point. The whole family is. Hey, yeah. I put on some makeup. Sometimes it's fun. <laughs> I mean, I won't, I won't wear a woman's face. I don't go that far, but well, you know, maybe what, one day. Good, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It makes it the shot. removal of the makeup easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just take off the whole face and save it for later. He's like, I don't have enough money for makeup wipes. Like, I'm just it's a time saver. <laughs> I saw another leather face one man was that none of that was his family. They were just police that discovered his murders and decided to follow him and help him. Huh. What absolute hell? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a little crazy. Man. A little bit. <laughs> they're just cops, but secretly deep down, they're like, I'm just waiting on that one crazy ass bastard <laughs> to do something that I can just follow him. Just, just one day, 
He, one of them did show up for work without any lunch, and they said, you know what? I think I'm going to eat Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that was Officer Hoyt. <laughs> like, I'm going to eat that guy's leg. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> one of the ones I saw that was completely absurd was the fact that they were saying <laughs> Michael Myers could have been anyone throughout the whole movie. They were basically saying that his best kept secret and his biggest joke was that he could actually talk the whole time. And he could have been in Halloween four when a group of Myers impersonators shouted about which one was the real him. And he could have been yelling these confusing lines himself just to throw people off. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> oh man. And then they said they went as far as going, they said, he could also be the man in this film who pointed out Ted Hollister in the bushes and yeah. caused a different group to shoot their friend. <laughs> Just imagine, there he is! He's a criminal God. mastermind. <laughs> Genius. So I got another now, one. He knew how to drive, you know? Yeah, it's very true. So, kind of the last one I had, and this is uh, the last one I had for... Uh, kind of out there ones is uh Kevin McAllister grows up to become Jigsaw. No. <laughs> no. And totally seeing Macaulay Culkin be so, so not only because of like the the traps and kind of the booby traps and, and everything, but then somebody also like pointed out like, you know, they both have blonde hair, blue eyes, kind of the same like jawline and like all this stuff. Where it could totally be believable that Kevin McAllister ends up being Jigsaw, so that's kind of one of the most out there ones that I have seen. It fits that video he put out a few years ago around Christmas time, where he kills that cab driver, telling him the story about <laughs> growing <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Very true. Oh man, that kid was demented. Okay, like <laughs> some of those traps were freaking crazy. Yes, mm-hmm. part two's worse, man. Like part, I, we watched part two this year instead of part one. And I was like, damn, this stuff would kill fucking people, dude. Like, you couldn't survive this <laughs> He's shit. He's electrocuting people and shit, <laughs> throwing bricks from the top of the building. Yeah, it's like how many bricks can you take before it's enough? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Any uh, other ones? Here's you guys the most have? absurd one I think I saw, man. Okay, sorry if I just cut anyone off, but you know how I am, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy resurrects Roy in part six, and that's Roy running around. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that because, before. Because in part five, the sheriff says we cremated him, so how could Tommy resurrect a box of ashes? really he resurrected Roy and to explain the name on the grave it's just because Roy was so connected to Jason <laughs> through Jason's name on his grave they're just like eh he, we'll give him the title that's enough he tried <laughs> how was he connected to Jason exactly I don't because he used him as an excuse to kill I guess <laughs> I guess maybe, connected. maybe the bald cap like they buried him with the bald cap and it just kind of fused to his skin so that's why he mm. kind of looks bald in part six possibly believable <laughs> the whole thing uh, it's, it's canon <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's zombie Roy. <laughs> zombie Roy, I love it. It's so absurd. <laughs> I saw one for Scream that said there are actually three killers in Scream, and the third killer is Deputy Dewey. Yes, okay. I saved that one. I was hoping you'd say <laughs> because when uh, Sydney's on the phone with the killer in Dewey's house, Dewey doesn't barge into the room until after the phone hangs up. So they're saying that Dewey was on the other line, and he had a uh, unhealthy obsession with Sydney, which it's just nuts. <laughs> Yeah, he like, he's like the most bumbling idiot and cop ever. <laughs> I think Jamie Kennedy's obsession with Sydney was more disturbing than. Yeah, this. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> it couldn't be Dewey though, because it was actually Ossifer Doofy. <laughs> so like, he busy with the vacuum. That's why he was in there late. <laughs> yeah, he was using the vacuum. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh God. Last week, or yeah, I think it was last week's episode. Jesse said Hossifer Doofy, and I died laughing. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen Scary Movie. I need to watch that again at some point here soon. Uh, as like crazy as that movie is, it just it's it's good. It cracks me up. I can't help it. Like yeah. I know it's terrible, but it's, it's so, so funny. funny. It's so it's, funny. It's great. It's hilarious. That'd blow oh. my mind if Dewey ended up being the killer in the new Scream movie. I hear people <laughs> saying that, and I'm just like, don't do that. He is the most kind-hearted person. But then again, it'd be a huge stab in the back yeah. for that to happen. I think he's going to die. I know. I'll. That will be one of the few deaths in horror where I probably will cry. <laughs> I genuinely care so much about Dewey because he's like, he's so much like me. I relate to him being on like such a nerd level. Like it just (laughs) blows my mind. So it, it's going to hurt. Yeah. This one isn't quite as crazy, man, but, um, the Blair witch argument is just, is, um, involves time travel. I saw that too. I mean that kind of was basically uh confirmed with the the latest movie, you know. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too when I read it. I don't know how old of a fear that was. I haven't seen the newest one and I don't think I've seen the original one all the way through. I've seen mm-hmm. bits and pieces, yeah, but I've I'm never not a fan personally. That's why I, I heard it was overrated, but then but... some people beg me to watch it, so I'm going to have to get on that soon well it's been yeah, said multiple. i enjoyed the the latest one they did i thought it was fun yeah. i can't stand the original i just it's one long argument to me and the blair witch argument like you yeah. guys have said multiple times in the show <laughs> can't stand it yeah I like the one they did recently and that was more entertaining yeah i, I like the, the newest one quite a bit yeah well anybody else have any other theories they want to throw out there I saw one that said uh, Pennywise and the Killer Bob from Twin Peaks are the same demon. <laughs> okay. And I actually like that. Yeah. That could be kind of fun, actually. Yeah. 
I said this one was actually the one I liked, man. I didn't notice it on my list till now. It was Jason and his mom are just protecting all the kids so that it doesn't happen again. What happened to Jason? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if you if if you watch Friday the Thirteenth movies, the reverse. It's about a magical man healing people with his machete. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) You just come up with that? That's fucking gold. No, that was a meme. That is awesome. They use that one for Jaws, too. How he's giving <laughs> limbs back to people that uh, didn't have limbs. God. Oh, I love it. It's so good. So, so I got a... Oh, you go ahead. I was going to say, I got a really crazy one for you guys. And it's a stretch of the imagination. So you just got to bear with me. If you pay attention to all the Halloween movies that have ever came out, what if Michael Myers and Laurie Strode were brother and sister? Boom. What? Mike no Drop. Way, dude. <laughs> and okay, hold on. What if Michael had a niece and a <laughs> nephew? Mind blown. <laughs> and Jamie. Whoa. <laughs> More importantly, what if Michael was controlled by the stars and a curse of corn? <laughs> What's funny is I saw one of those. It was kind of a theory line. I was like, he's really the spirit of Sam Haynes. Yeah, I saw that one. That's kind of what they lean towards at one point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've seen one where it's like, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick because it was so like obvious. I was just like, "Well, no shit." Like, wait, what? like what? <laughs> okay, let me see. Uh... I saw one that I thought was just kind of boring. It was Amityville and Jaws had a history of shark attacks that they kept hidden. <laughs> like, okay, so you're. I don't get your theory. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the one that I was looking for where I was just like, that's so stupid. Hold on. You all go on and talk real quick. I got to find it. <laughs> We're waiting on the edge of our seat. <laughs> Tell us. Left us in suspense. <laughs> I don't know if I like this one or not, but Jason is a deadite, which kind of fits into something y'all was already being talked about. Yeah, the whole Necronomicon thing, I guess, and Jason goes to hell, even though I fucking hate that movie and don't recognize it as a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I can see where that could possibly work, you know? Yeah, I'm not down with it. I like the personal connection to the story. Right. And, and deadites talk, and they fly, and... <laughs> You know, they twist yeah, their demons, around. man. Yeah. Like Jason's not what I would call a demon. Jason, <laughs> I've the, the closest I found in any other medium is that Jason is a revenant. And revenants are uh, tormented souls that reanimate for to fulfill a greater purpose. And this greatest purpose is to yeah, like, like clean up the camp. Right, and when that revenant dies, it reanimates into the closest corpse nearby, which would explain him coming back or whatever. So, if his if a revenant dies and the corpse is still intact, it reanimates the same corpse again. Right. 
They don't talk. They're super strong. They're dead set on their their goals, which is I like that better anyways because that comes from actual like real things people talk about. Where dead eyed is something from movies. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) I did find one, and if you're a Stephen King head like me, it's just so obvious. But it's like all of Stephen King movies are connected. Yeah, like. Yeah, yes, they the are. They, they kind of did it. I, it was interesting. Some of the stuff I read on that. Man. There's like a whole timeline of like this multiverse with Stephen King, like where it all. I mean, it all surrounds the Dark Tower, which is this big series that he did, and then like it's Cujo, The Shining, all these different characters and stuff intertwine into Stephen King's novels, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting. I but can't yeah, remember how they did it. It was um they were trying to like carry and her abilities and the shining and stuff. They were trying to connect that somehow. Yeah, I, remember. I remember seeing something about that. Yeah, and uh, Nick Halloran from The Shining is actually in it in a portion. Uh, it's not in the movies, but in the book, there's a place called the Black Spot where it got burned down, and he was in he was in that general general area in that. It's so much fun reading into that, but golly, Stephen King, he writes so much. Like I've read like fifteen of his books, and I'm not even scratched the surface, you know. Yeah, he's got a lot. I've read some, and my mom was a huge fan. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I tell you a theory I kind of like was that um in the movie The Witch. I didn't write this one down; I just remember. But in the movie The Witch, that they're actually like their crops were growing some kind of fungus or mold on it. And there's a type that of fungus that grows on corn that can um, produce hallucinations. Hallucinations, and I still said it fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they can make you trip, man. But <laughs> And that everything in there was basically them tripping, and because of their beliefs, it represented evil to them. But okay. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't I know if that explains that. the ending completely. But. No. <laughs> that's interesting. All right. Well, were there any other ones? No, I think that's all I got. All right. I think it's a good place to stop. Um, You know, as always, we would love to know what you guys think. You can always feel free to let us know on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at CLS Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, I do want to thank you, uh, Chris, for being a part of our show tonight. It was great to have you here. Uh, Do you want to plug anything uh, while we're closing out the show here? Hell yeah, man. It was a blast. I really had a lot of fun. Uh, If you guys would like to reach us, uh, you can message us at the Silver Screen Scream Show on Facebook, or you can email us at the Silver Screen Scream Show at gmail.com. Uh, we do post episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, Monday and Wednesday are more short episodes, and then Fridays are normal weekly episodes. But yeah, if you guys want to give us a listen, that'd be great. Awesome. Definitely check them out. Uh... Him and Jesse do a great show. Uh, like I said last week, I was able to be a part of their show recently, and we talked about our f- top five favorite uh, kind of side characters in horror, which was a lot of fun. Uh, great show. Definitely check them out. But uh, as we leave tonight, were there any final words of wisdom as we go? Yeah, I would like to say if you're going to come up with 
what you consider an ironclad theory about a franchise, maybe you should watch all the movies first. <laughs> yeah, Just an idea. That's a pretty good, uh, solid idea there. <laughs> and if it's cold outside, man, don't forget your mittens. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. If there's any wisdom I could share, it would be if... Freddie died from fire and Jason by water. How could we use that? Hmm. That's a good point. Think about that. <laughs> Just think about that a little bit. <laughs> all right. Well, once again, Chris, thank you for being a part of tonight's show, and we will see you all next week. This episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. <laughs> <laughs>